Welcome to the Wellness is One podcast. I'm your host, Megan Safrik Nishibori. This is a place where we explore different aspects of wellness in the physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental spheres with other leaders and practitioners in the broad landscape of well-being. This is also a way to bridge and connect people as well as find more ways to support our wellness toolkits individually and as a community. Today, we get to be with Kate Roth, the founding editor of Peace News Network. Peace News Network was created to present the other side of conflict, stories of people taking risks for peace in the face of conflict. The aim is for the stories they highlight to go some way towards building trust and reconciliation rather than fueling distrust and violence. So welcome, Kate. We're really glad to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. So um, I wanted to check in with you a little bit uh, to see, you know, to get some of your your um, feedback and thoughts on this, because um, it pretty much goes without saying that violence does not support wellness of individuals and or the community. Um, and, you know, we see this with history more and more uh, with not just the history, but also the research that um, hate, distrust, stereotyping, etc. All those things that we know kind of come from conflict um, takes a physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental toll on people's well-being. So, and what we're seeing, and I, I, and this is what I'd love to hear from you more about too, is if this is what you're seeing in your news network, is that um, there's more of a um, peace and resilience and those kinds of things are gaining more of a foothold. And it seems like from what I was looking at, your organization is pointing to that as well, that when you focus on peace and happiness and trust, those things actually support people's wellness and the peace process. Um, And so this is, you know, that flip side of focusing on hate and uh, distrust and violence and so forth. Um, So could you say a little bit more about how your organization came to be and how they're supporting this the view telling from the stories of taking risks for peace as a way to support the well-being of all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think uh, the, the most comforting um, numbers come from how Peace News has grown. Um, mm. we, we launched in 2016 um, and we started, um, we're founded by an academic from the University of Canterbury, Dr. Babak Bahadur. Um, and he and I had worked together on a lot of media and conflict projects. And we sort of saw this gap in the narratives that were being told about um, conflict zones. You know, you, you always hear stories of violence um, and atrocity and, um, and these really horrific stories which need to be told. Um, but you, you sort of get the impression and, and you could be forgiven, especially in the West, um, for thinking that that's all there is in this country um, and that's, that's all there is in that particular conflict zone um, is, is hatred and violence. Where in reality there's, there's a, a huge population that is usually um, supportive of nonviolent solutions that see the benefit to that and that want that. Um, uh, and so it's really good uh, to be able to give that a voice and to focus on people who, despite the violence around them, um, are refusing to give in to negative stereotypes of the other and who are actively looking to create peace um, and to build peace and trust um, with someone who may, in other terms, be deemed their enemy. Um, and so when we started out, we um, we noticed that, that yeah, that people want to hear about this. Um, 
and they want to engage with that. Uh, and we've grown astronomically. I think we have over 300,000 followers now just on our social media platforms alone. Um, and we're the largest peace news platform on Facebook. Um, uh, and it's it's wonderful to see um, the support and some of the feedback that we've got, um, not just from viewers um, in countries who might not know about these conflict zones or it might be a refreshing viewpoint for them, but people on the ground who said, you know, thank you, you gave us a voice and we were able to um, expand our organisation, we were able to reach more people within our own country um, and and seeing that happen is, is very special. Um, and a bit of a, we think, a bit of an indicator of um, of how this can work and the potential that it has. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, just that growth, like you were pointing to, um, really speaks to, uh, it's, it, it speaks to what everybody is able to, um, to, to show up for and, and really hold that possibility is, mm. was what I'm hearing too, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, so you're seeing not only is there an expanded um, understanding of, of um, what is actually going on um, for people who may not know about the different conflicts in those, in those areas, and then also the, the peace movements that are, that are coming out of there, but also for the people who are there, who um, need that support and um, benefit uh, first from that kind of support. Is that yeah too. yeah absolutely and some of our um our, you know most incredible stories um have focused on people who despite the differences will will reach across um you know across barriers whether they're ethnic barriers religious barriers um uh, barriers in conflict um you know they they reach across that and they uh talk to the other they sit down with their enemies um and for for people within their own country to be able to see that and see that there is, um, uh, there are groups and there are people who are actively working towards peace building um, is very powerful. So, yeah, so it's great to be able to, to focus on that. Yeah. And so, you know, one thing um, that sometimes people will say, well, but if you, you know, you can't uh, deny what is going on. And if you're focusing on peace, then we're not acknowledging the atrocities that are going on. And what I heard you say too, is that um, that's not what's happening here. Mm. There is an acknowledgement of what happened. There is, um, there is, and that's part of the reconciliation is seeing what, what, what has occurred on, on all fronts, right. And being aware of that, but then moving forward and being able to come together and say, okay, so what are we going to be doing? What are we going to do now together? Uh, and, uh, and allowing people to see that there's that possibility of moving past beliefs and assumptions that have been created um, and, uh, you know, supported and sort of breaking those apart, it sounds like, uh, to, to be able to look at what's possible going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you can look at places like we've done some stories on Rwanda um, and looking at reconciliation processes there. And mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a very difficult um, uh, process. You know, it takes time and it takes concerted effort um, and takes truth and justice commissions. And mm-hmm. it, same thing in Colombia as well. You know, this it's an ongoing process and it doesn't happen overnight. Um, so that's why we think... It, it is important to acknowledge what has happened, um, but but equally as important to look at what's being done about that um, and and how people are 
um, effectively uh, changing that um, and helping with that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's changing the narrative. And, and it sounds like there needs to be patience too. That's one thing that I was noticing from what you're saying, but also from the website, which is, which is fantastic, um, that this uh, isn't something that uh, the, the, the stories take some time and um, need to keep coming back. You need to, get to keep coming back to them to see how they're evolving uh, and that they may take time to evolve. Um, but things are moving and changing, even if it's, if it's not looking like it's happening right away um, in drastic measures, but that it is occurring. Change is occurring and change in, in a way that is actually beneficial um, for all. Yeah, and it's a it's a little bit different when you start focusing on peace building as opposed to conflict because conflict is um, usually focused on the most dramatic parts of that conflict. You know, um, what makes for um, uh, very popular news bites are these horrific um, occurrences, and very uh, very rarely do we focus on the pre and post conflict. Um, uh, processes, you know, the underlying causes of a conflict or the reconciliation process um, that happens after or the people who continue to build peace during the conflict. Um, so, yeah, so it's um, it's not always about uh, violence and explosions, but it, uh, we hope it does go some way towards um, building trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So could you um, maybe, is there a story that you can uh, think of that really highlights this process of focusing on what you want to feed. You know, when we look at, um, there's like stories, you know, around feeding the good wolf versus the bad wolf, you know, that's part of a person's um, and community's wellness of what you put your attention on grows and Mm -hmm. that you're focusing the attention on um, equally, if not more, the the peace process. Is there um, uh, something that you, you, you know, comes to mind of a story that um, kind of, points that you mentioned um rwanda's peace process and what is going on in colombia but um yeah is there anything that you can yeah yeah absolutely there's there's lots you know um yeah i know it's hard to pick probably (laughs) and it's one of the perks of um uh, being involved in this is getting to see that um and realizing that uh each each story that we do leads to another one because you know people see it and they talk about it and they're they're like oh that's happening in my community too you know so it's really Mm. um, it's really wonderful to see that that ripple effect um but probably uh I'm trying to think. Our latest one was about um, uh, refugees, South Sudanese refugees who are in Uganda, and and there has been a huge influx of refugees um, to Uganda, and uh, and you would expect um, resistance or perhaps uh, um, tensions around that, but there's this wonderful um, host group in Uganda who are empowering South Sudanese refugees with a fashion hub of all things. Um, And it's, and it's, yeah, it's really inspiring and really moving. Um, uh, So that's our latest one, but uh, one that always stuck with me was um, about a teacher in Iraq and um, he realized that because of the ISIS occupation, um, a lot of refugees um, had fled to Baghdad uh, and despite the, you know, obvious problems of finding housing and employment, um, they were having trouble getting their children into the local education system. Um, and so he started up a classroom, but he didn't have um, means, he didn't have funds, he didn't have a location. Um, and so he started teaching them on a rooftop in Baghdad. Um, and wow. we have the most beautiful footage of um, him teaching this class uh, and these kids are they're loving it and you know he's he's teaching mathematics and on a 
propped up board in front of a broken window. Mm. So yeah, mm-hmm. so they're really they're really benefiting um, from that. And more than that was the fact that um, the sectarian divide in Iraq is sort of the next hurdle um, uh, in terms of conflict resolution. Uh, and this teacher, he was a Shia Muslim um, and he was teaching Sunni students. Um, and mm. And just the fact that he was able to reach out to what would be considered the other side um, and and show these students that not everyone is, you know, the enemy um, and vice versa, you know, to be able to do that and then see the effect that that had because we interviewed their parents as well and, and their parents would have told their friends and, you know, to be yeah. able to show that um, it really does build um, trust in a situation that that tensions and and mistrust is high. So, yeah. So it was that was a great story that really stuck with me. Yeah, and given, I mean, what we're learning with um, people have known this, but what more, you know, science is catching up more and more with showing what happens to a nervous system, <laughs> to um, the body, to the emotional uh, aspects of a person when they're feeling relaxed and supported and nurtured, right? Rather than uh, filled with, you know, fear and anxiety and um, uh, all that, you know, that those, those rigid negative sort of um, uh, energies, I guess, right? Uh, it, it really, I mean, it can lead to illness, it can lead to all kinds of different things. And, um, you know, I, I can only imagine then what it's like for those kids to be with, with this person who especially has been, you know, they, they've believed and known, okay, well, we can't trust him. He's from the mm-hmm. other side, right? And mm-hmm. here he is working with them and wanting to bring um, them, you know, what they need, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then what that does for the families, I mean, just, it just breaks up these huge chunks of, uh like you were saying, pointing to the, the, the distrust and, and hate and which then can often lead to conflict and violence. Yeah. So that's and we've seen oh, that all yeah. over. So it's, yeah, it's very, mm-hmm. um, it's very encouraging. Yeah. Oh, it's so encouraging. I mean, and those are things that we can utilize here too. Um, I think you guys have done a little bit in the United States around uh, things for Democrats or Republicans, you know, have, the divides, yeah. that's, uh, right. Yeah. And so the integration yeah. issues that we're dealing with and um, yeah. Yep. No, that's um, definitely another um, uh, another really powerful uh, focus that um, has has shown up just in the last couple of years. Um, but um, uh, obviously, the issues have been there forever. But <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's really interesting for us to be able to um, to talk to. We've talked to a lot of the the leaders in the peace building field here in the US um, and further afield, uh, which has been very um, enlightening um, and very encouraging as well. Uh, and there's some people who are doing wonderful work um, here in the U.S. and not just between Democratic and Republic um, Republican groups, but also, you know, one of our other stories was about um, Dea Khan, who is a filmmaker from the U.K. and and she is a liberal Muslim woman who came to the U.S. and sat down with um, right wing extremists. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, and and you know her whole goal was to see whether or not someone could hate her in person you know mm-hmm. um and and would she be able to have a civilized conversation um would they be able to find common ground which i think is a really big driver in a lot of the peace building 
um, mm-hmm. initiatives is finding that common ground um, between groups. Um, so, yeah, so that was a really enlightening um, story as well. That was good. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, uh, to your point, too, about the social media, being able different groups, <laughs> excuse me, different groups getting to be able to um, impact each other too. you know, the different uh, peace organizations being able to support each other and create that ripple effect, you know, and to support um, people like the woman you were speaking about who, you know, using, utilizing and supporting each other and these different ways of finding that common ground and then being able to see, oh yeah, we're doing this work over here and being able to be inspired rather than sometimes feeling pulled down by, you know, the belief, well, it's just too hard or there's not, it's not possible or this isn't going to be able to work, getting to, you know, um, see that it is possible and having um, organizations like yours that make sure that people get to hear about these things and continue to get inspired, you know, is so um, important. umbrella group in the US, um, uh, the um, Alliance for Peace Building, and we're members of that. Um, and it really does draw um, peace builders' strengths together. So, you know, mm. there are groups, like you said, who are working together um, and making sure that um, it's a collective effort. So, yeah. Yes. Great. So, you know, um, as we're looking, as we're finishing up here today, what, what message um, would you like the people who are listening to take away from from what we're looking at today is there something that you you know can think of that would be really important for them to sort of just hold as they're going about their lives I think it's important for people to um to have hope um you know Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of the time people uh uh, get very disenchanted with uh, the mediascape that we have um today and um it's really easy to um disengage um and to um, to be overwhelmed by some of the new mm-hmm. stories that we get, especially from conflict zones. Um, and so I think it's it's really important to remember that, you know, for every horrific story that we see or every story of violence, whether it's overseas or whether it's here in the US, um, you know, there are huge communities that are, are pushing back against that. Um, and so I think uh, it's just important to maintain that perspective and that balance um, and to know that there is... Um, uh, a huge community that's working towards peace building in any conflict zone you see. Yes, that's so important. I mean, because the um, uh, the exhaustion that, that can come from staying focused just on the overwhelm and the fear mm. uh, can be really, really intense. And again, can uh, take away from the wellness of a person or the well-being and of a community and your point of just staying, remembering that there's hope and that, that what's true is that there are actually for every, like you said, every conflict, there's people and huge organizations and lots of folks who are working towards the peace building process during the conflict before and after the conflict, like that's, that's all happening. And we don't always hear about it, but it's happening. And Mm -hmm. that then also goes to, you know, uh, how do people find you so they can keep remembering these things, you know, right. Uh, So they can actually, cause I, you've got a newsletter and, um, you know, things like that. So how, yeah. How do people find you? Yeah. So, um, so our main website is peacenews.com. 
Um, and then you can also find us we're on Facebook, uh, YouTube and Twitter and the handles are Peace News Net um, for Peace News Network. Um, so, yeah, so peacenews.com or on Facebook, YouTube or Twitter. And, yeah, we have a regular newsletter that we release each week as well just to bring you a little bit of good news to your inbox. Yes, that's that's awesome. And so, you know, thank you to to you um, and thank you to the, um, the, you know, you're the founders and then also all the folks who go out uh, on a daily basis to work with um, the people in the area of the conflict to get the news, because that's also, um, you know, not always easy and can be kind of dangerous sometimes and things yeah, like that. So we have, some, you know, we have an amazing team of journalists who, um, yeah. who do that on a daily basis. So, yeah, we're very proud of them. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. So, you know, thank you to, thank you to the whole um, organization for everything <laughs> that is going on so that we can stay hopeful and keep supporting that and make that kind of change. Um, Thanks so for great. Yeah. All right. Take care and um, talk soon then. Sounds good. Thank okay. You. Thanks, Bye. Kate. Bye-bye.